0: the house he'd call home for the next nineteen years. In spite of his jet-black hair and eyes as black as the devil's himself, she proclaimed he had the face of an angel and gave him the name Romual after the archangel. Technically, always no more than a slave, he was dressed in the clothes of a Roman boy and allowed liberties like no other slave in the Pula household. His presence was explained by the name he was to call her, Amita, meaning paternal aunt. But no matter how many times he uttered that word, she was always domina to him, mistress, wife of the man who owned him. He bore no ill will toward her or her daughters who adored him like he was one of them. They had shown him kindness each day of his life with them. But no matter how much they placated, he was not Roman or their brother. As he climbed the hill toward the house, he thought of their fates at the hands of his people. Perhaps they'd been spared like the women he'd seen near the square. Called barbaricus by the Romans, his people still knew it wasn't the weak and helpless in the empire that had subjugated them. Their husbands, no doubt— had experienced Visigoth justice at the end of a knife, however. And what of the man he'd been required to call Dominus for almost twenty years? The bitter taste of hatred filled Romiel's mouth now. Sextus Pula was nothing like his wife, and with every glare he made sure Romiel knew what his true place was in his home, regardless of what his wife and daughters pretended. Servus. Slave. Ramiol relished the idea of him finding his rightful place on the sharp point of a Visigoth sword. His adoptive father possessed every trait he hated about Romans. Their decadence, their greed, their belief in their own superiority. That he hadn't been forced to see him except occasionally did nothing to decrease the enmity he felt toward the man. He approached the entrance to the Pula household and stopped to listen for the moans of the injured, but heard nothing but the shrieks of terrified women below in the streets piercing the air. The door stood open a crack, and he slowly pushed it open, his eyes scanning the entryway for signs Amita had been spared. Broken pottery and smashed statuettes of Pula's ancestors littered the floors. Romiel splintered the broken pieces even more as he walked toward the center of the home. There, near a fountain he'd loved as a child because of its mosaic of the sea, lay Sextus Pula. Beside the pale blue and green tiles, blood trickled from his mouth, and stab wounds across his chest seeped the last remnants of his life. As Romiel looked down at the one who had helped to keep his hatred alive all those years. A sense of satisfaction rose in him. May all like you suffer the same fate. No sooner had those words left his mouth, he saw Amita slumped against a far wall, a stab wound to her shoulder quickly taking her from this world. Regret replaced satisfaction, and he hurried to comfort her. He hadn't wished this for her. Falling to his knees, he quickly examined her wound. A deep gash, it would kill her soon. Her voice, barely more than a whisper, she said, Ramiel, you wear the dress of the ones who did this. Avoiding the pained look in her eyes, he stared down at his plain brown tunic and rope belt the dress of the Visigoth. Her hand grasped his collar and closed in around the fabric, tugging him closer. He looked up and saw the pain begin to fade from her eyes. Forgive us. We thought to give you our life in place of the one taken away. He could forgive her, the rare Roman who wasn't vicious or ruthless. Sextus would receive no such gift. I have always been this. I have not been treated poorly at your hands. I am saddened.